Five in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. And folks, people are magic. That's for sure. And uh, improv is also magic. And so by extension, people who are really, really good at improv are wizards. And we have an improv wizard on the show tonight, folks. When you think about improv in the northeast section of our country, you think Boston. And more specifically, you think of Improv Asylum. And if you had not yet gone and seen one of their shows, uh, please stop listening right now. Press pause. Go buy tickets because it is absolutely one of the best things that you can do in the city. And our guest tonight has performed on the main stage. She has been a member of the NXT team. And she also teaches improv there to students who are interested in becoming wizards as well. And on top of all that, she's a a super nice person. And we're going to talk about all that and so much more. So please, without any further delay, give a warm, no outlet welcome to Sam Cardi. Sam, how are you? I'm good. What a great introduction. Well, you know, I it's feel like... so hyped up. <laughs> Absolutely. So you should introduce all of our shows. Well, hey, listen, I'm, I'm available. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to play a game called 20 Questions. It always starts the exact same place. That's question number one. Question number one, okay. in your expert opinion, how likely is it that there are interdimensional beings that are living all around us at every moment of every day? Oh, highly likely. I feel like it's naive to think there aren't. There isn't other life other than us. Maybe not naive, but small-minded. <laughs> no. mm. I think it's pretty likely. I don't know in what form. I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly what they look like. Or okay. how they interact, but I'm sure there's there's got to be something else out there. It, absolutely. And if you think about it, like, think about being an ant or think about being even a fish, you know, and it's like you, you, you interact with these things and you're not exactly sure. And in some cases, you probably can't even perceive what it is you're interacting right. with. So I bet there's things that are happening all around us that we don't have the capacity yet to fully even take in. Right, exactly. Yeah, I feel like I've read a bunch of things like that that you only use. I mean, I've read this on the internet, so take it with a grain of salt. It's but, all true on there. It's all you true. Know, <laughs> yeah, all verified. You know those things, though, that say you only use 10% of the brain, and if you could enact or tap into the other 90%, who knows, one, what you'd be capable of, and two, like what more you'd be able to see that's around you that you just don't notice because of the way we're programmed or yeah, what we're used to. Absolutely. I mean, think about the world of flight before radar. You know, if you, if you were, right. you know, back flying in the world war one, you had no radar and then all of a sudden you do, and you can see all this stuff that you couldn't see before. Um, so yeah, I think that's a definitive. Yes. There are interdimensional beings all around us. Um, question yeah, number two, how did you get into improv? I got into improv because I always was interested in acting and I always loved acting. Mm -hmm. But whenever I would try to do dramatic performances, people would laugh and not in like a, 
oh, that's so embarrassing way. More like they would be like, oh, that's so funny the way you did that. And I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess maybe, maybe comedy is the route oh, to go to get into acting. Yep. I mean, I've always, lo- I didn't even know improv was a thing really until my sophomore year of college. My sister actually told me about it and mm-hmm. shoot, because I was kind of bumming about just life in general and I was unsure of what to do with my life. Classic freshman year blues. That's right. Not aged as well just like oh shoot I gotta figure something out here um and I ended up auditioning I was trying to do sketch comedy because the concept of improv freaked me out Mm -hmm. I was like I'd rather do something where you prepare beforehand and can practice and then I accidentally auditioned for my college improv troupe my junior year of college um it was called three pizza sketch comedy Mm-hmm. So it was misleading, their title, but they said they were having auditions, and I jumped in, and it was like a big deal for me, too, because I was pretty shy. I mean, I am still pretty shy, so improv is a nice outlet, but like naturally, I'm definitely more introverted, um, so auditioning was like me pushing myself out of my comfort zone, and I had zero expectations of anything, but it, I think there were... 70 people who auditioned and I made it to the final eight. Wow. Which was like, yeah, it was like a big confidence boost. Very shocking to me in a lot of ways. Um, and then they only took two people. So I didn't make it to the top two. And again, I was really sad, like very crushed. Cause I was, and I was surprised by that. Cause I went in just being like, you're just going to audition. Just right. going to be for the fun of doing something new. And then I was sad for a couple of days and then I realized I went to college in New York, uh, in Manhattan and I realized I was in New York city. So I was like, there's so many other places I could do improv. So nice. uh, instead of doing it at my school, I started taking classes at UCB. Yep. Um, but I, I studied abroad my junior year, so I didn't start until my senior year and I took classes my whole senior year. And then when I moved back to Boston, just jumped right. Well, I took like a year off because I was trying to figure out what to do for money. And once I got a job in the city, then I jumped right back into improv as soon as possible. That's so cool. So when you were in yeah. uh, New York taking classes at UCB, did you ever have any of your teachers that were, you know, well-known? I don't want to use the word famous, but, you know, there were some pretty famous people that went through that, you know, theater and taught classes. Oh, yeah. I None of my teachers that I know of, I mean, they all are working actors. Um, I only did two levels there. So the two teachers I had, I don't think uh, people would know their names. They were great, though. But, yeah, they definitely have some crazy good alum who weren't there when I was there. But, uh, like, I know Aubrey Plaza's from there. Adam Polly was two that come to mind. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Amy Polar. Yeah, there's so many people that went through UCB. It's crazy. Yeah, totally. So then, so you take uh, classes there, you come back, you pick it right back up in Boston. And then what makes you say, okay, not only do I love this and I want to do it, but I also want to teach it? Because doing something and teaching something are definitely two different things. What made you want to teach it? Yeah, it's a good question. I So I also, the year that I took off of doing improv in between graduating college and 
moving into the city, um, I was living at my mom's house in the suburbs. I did a yoga teacher training because uh, I was really into yoga as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, doing improv will also help me with teaching yoga because the whole, both of them are about being present and both are, you know, I guess kind of more collaborative. Like yoga is a lot about community and improv. Similarly, it's an ensemble cast. Um, And I loved teaching yoga. I only did it for a bit because then I just got so caught up in improv. And I think I did miss that teaching side I've always enjoyed teaching Interesting. especially improv is like it's nice to get to teach to adults who want to learn right <laughs> like I'm you know everybody who signs up is there because they want to be nobody's making them so it's sometimes it's like I feel like I learn from my people in my class as well like it's more feels like I'm just sharing this art form that I love with people who want to listen. Right. Whereas like, you know, sharing with friends and family, they love me. So they'll listen, but sometimes I can tell they're getting sick of hearing <laughs> all the nitty gritty of this. Yeah. Yeah. That, that extends past um, improv into any topic. You can just tell when you're, when your family's being nice and, or at least I can, right, right. I can tell my family's yeah. being nice. Yeah. Uh, their funny. eyes are glazed over. <laughs> right. like, yeah, yeah, lights are on, but care. they're not exactly tuned in. They're thinking about anything else. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're saying. Um, so what's the exactly. most challenging yoga position? Oh, gosh. Right now, handstand for me. Handstand? It's very, yeah. Oh, interesting. I can do it against the wall, and I can sometimes even do it without using the wall as long as the wall is there. But then when there's no wall, it's such a mental thing. I freak out a bit. Yeah. So it's more to do it properly and to do it the right way, engaging the right muscles in the right form. The right breaths, I've been working on stuff, it for yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. But I'm I, determined to get it, so. Yeah, I never thought, I guess I'm not. I don't, I, it's not surprising. I don't know this cause I'm not, I've never taken a yoga class, but I never thought of a handstand as being a yoga move. I thought of a handstand as being like a, you're in first or second grade gym class and <laughs> you know what I mean? And your teacher's like, all right, yeah. we're all going to do handstands. Um, but it is, right. it's a very difficult, like I've seen people that can get on their hand, like not a handstand, but kind of walk on their hands with their legs bent over a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's impressive. And that's hard uh, for sure. But that's a – so is what's the technical – is there like an Indian name for that or is it just handstand? I'm sure there is that I can't think of right now. But they it's an invert. So anything that's an inversion is when your head is beneath your heart. Oh. So it's basically when you go upside down. So like a headstand is also an inversion or forward fold even is an inversion. And it's all about like letting your body do the thinking and getting out of your head. Yeah. Which again is, I might be forcing this, but it's similar to improv. You know, it's like trusting your instincts and not overanalyzing or overthinking or over planning. Yeah. Um, so I love inversions. Honestly, I'll try to do them backstage sometimes because it's also, it just gets your blood flowing in a different direction. Mm-hmm. It just helps you be more grounded in the present moment. Um, so yeah, handstand, I don't know, handstand of asana, I'm sure. 
I'm sure it has a name. I'll have to look it up after this. Yeah. Yeah, you could call it anything, and I'd be impressed by it. So, do you, <laughs> yeah. so you you liked obviously you were into acting first. You liked sketch. You got improv. You, you liked improv, but you but I know that IA does like it's not all improv. Like there are some sketch aspects of what IA does as well. Do you still? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could pick one to do all the time, if you had to pick one, do you have a favorite out of the two? I would pick improv without a doubt. Yep. I, I like sketch and I love it when it's done. The pro, like I'm trying to enjoy the process more and I do enjoy collaborating with people. I just find I put more pressure on myself when I'm writing alone. Mm. And it's like, it's just more pressure filled because to me it's like, okay, you have time to prepare this so it better be good. Right. Whereas improv is a little more forgiving audiences are like oh like we're all aware it's being made up on the spot so we're like oh well that was great for being made up in the moment you know yeah yeah that's interesting that's true and so the expectation go ahead oh i was gonna say i find that i feel i flow more in improv there's guess like sometimes i can flow more too but it's less like improv is more more often just like easier to get into sketch and find it um i have to be a little more disciplined yep totally so uh the ia theater is right in the north end of boston and i can't ask a question about the north end without asking what is the best place to get dinner in the north end Ooh, i like that question i used to live in the north end so i've sampled a lot um I personally love Carmelina's. Okay. If you like gnocchi, that place is the best gnocchi. If I'm saying that right. <laughs> In the North End, I would say. Um, there's this other place I've been going to recently. It's pretty small. Oh, gosh. What's it called? It's one of those places that I just know where it is. Totally. Yeah. I, like, forget the name of it. But it's on Hanover. She doesn't narrow it down. Um but it's like this tiny bar and restaurant that is very delicious. Oh, I'll have to think of the name. But yeah, Carmelina's is the one that comes to mind. I love it. Yeah, that, it's such a special place. It doesn't, I mean, obviously it's not, it doesn't feel just like Europe, right? It, you can tell that you're not there, but there have been times where I'm, you know, bopping around that place and, and going in to get a coffee at some place and most people are speaking Italian and, you know, the way they do the restaurant, it's just, it's got a definitely a unique feel and it's such a nice (laughs) departure from corporate America restaurants, even like small chain restaurants. It's just, it just all feels like it's owned by some family that's trying to make it work really well. I just, I love that place. Yeah, I agree. And living there was definitely felt more like mini Europe as well. Cause there's no, like you said, there's no chain grocery store really nearby. So you kind of, do your food shopping at like you get your vegetables at one place and then you get right. your meats at a different place, that type of way of living. A buddy used to live down uh, in the North and he took me to this place. I, I can't think of the name of it. Like you said, I'm not even sure <laughs> yeah. if they advertise the name, but you have to go down this alley, take a left, take another left. And like, you're, it seems like you're in the back of everything. And there's just little deli and bakery that is so tiny and so incredible and there's a line just going out the door to nowhere um, all the time. It's just so cool. 
places like that. that yeah. just It's almost better that you don't know the name because it's a little bit right. more mystical. The place right. Exists. And you want to keep it a hidden gem. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. What is your favorite TV show right now? Oh, right now. Okay. I've been rewatching the show Girls on HBO. Sure. Lena Dunham show. Yeah. I've watched it. This is like my third time rewatching it. I freaking love that show. Um, Am I watching anything new right now? I've been watching the morning show a lot with my mom. It's like very soap opera-esque, but high budget and I've been enjoying it. Um, Yeah. Have you seen, uh, so there's a, a reference, one that's been out for a while, only one season, and then one that just came out. Have you seen Severance? No, I keep meaning to watch that because everybody says it's amazing. It's so good, and it's. I work in an office, and it's a, it's such an interesting take on like an office TV show. Um, and there are a bunch of um, UCB ex UCB people in it as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it's just a really well written, well acted. Adam Scott's in it. It's just Ben Stiller's the director. Totally recommend. And then there's one that just started a few days ago on Apple TV called Lessons in Chemistry. Oh, yeah. I saw a preview for that. Is Brie Larson in that? Yeah, that's the one. And I didn't didn't have any, you know, we were just hanging out this weekend and my my fiancé was like, hey, you know, this looks interesting. I'm like, sure. And it's such a good show. I don't want to spoil any of it. Um, But that's there's only two episodes out. They're not putting it out there so it's like one every week which is which is great because it's not allowing people to run to the end it, you gotta wait which i think is a, yeah a lost art. i know i know even I, apple tv does that a lot which sometimes i find frustrating but other times i'm like no this is good this makes me <laughs> not binge all in one sitting right they Always. have another one on apple platonic have you watched that no it's with Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen, and it's really good. It's like they are friends from college, but she's married with kids, and they, and she loses her job like in the first episode, and then she starts hanging out with Seth Rogen because um, he's a bartender, and they just like they're like best friends. But it's one of those where it's like, are they best friends? Because they're a guy and a girl who right. are both attracted, and like. You know, so it's a good show. I, it's short. I think they're like 30 minute episodes. That's But perfect. I've only seen a few of that. But yeah, Apple TV has some great stuff. Absolutely. All right. Um, okay. This is going to be, I've got a, mostly softball questions, but you've got a couple of hard ones. Here's the first hard okay. one. You have been given the power um, to modify, um, extremely modified Mount Rushmore. And you're going to take down the four... <laughs> faces that occupy that monument today and in those places you are going to put your your top four comedy movies of all time selected by you what are those movies oh boy okay good one i think drop dead gorgeous you ever seen that movie drop dead gorgeous i don't think i have it's like a mockumentary about a beauty pageant. Okay. Um, really funny. Like, like best in out. show, think, like that type of mockumentary. 
Yeah, it's like a Miss America. Yep, um, yep. And yeah, and that I think is one of the funniest movies ever. It's from like the early two thousands. I remember watching it as a kid and always liking it. Uh, Zoolander comes to mind yep. as well. It's just one of those that definitely informed my sense of humor a lot. Um, I love Adam Sandler movies. Does the wedding singer count? I guess it's, it it's definitely like more counts. of a rom com. Okay. And okay, so those are three. What would my fourth be? Ooh, there's so many to choose from. I I love wedding crashes. I feel like that holds up. Yep. Totally. All of mine are, are pretty old, but No, I but mean they're when classic. they're funny, they're funny, you know. And so Yeah. Miss going with what's coming to mind at first. That's what counts. And I think that yeah. the wedding singer, believe it or not, I asked this question a lot. And the wedding singer has been on now three different people's lists. So you are Oh really? Yes. And every in good time, company. You're in good company. And the funny thing about it is they all kind of say it the same way you did, which is like Oh, well, it's Adam Sandler. Ah, she's like, yes, is it really a comedy? I'm, I don't know, but everyone, it's always there, top of mind. So there's something about that movie that is special, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is so funny. Like, the Somebody Kill Me Please song, all that. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen I it in so long. Yeah. I guess it's like, it's pretty heartfelt, too. So maybe that's why sometimes you're like, is that a comedy? I don't know. It kind of made me feel like mushy gushy happy, but it also makes you laugh. Some of the best comedies out there have a little string of emotion attached to them. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Okay. One of the best things about living in New England, from my perspective, is we get four distinct seasons. We get to see them change. We get all the different temperatures and all the stuff that comes along with it. What's your favorite season and why? Lately, I've been loving fall. I Mm. used to say summer without a doubt because I love warm weather. And I do still love summer. I think sometimes it gets too hot lately, though, and like humid. And I feel like fall is shorter, but you get some really beautiful days. Yeah. Um, so I think fall for sure. Just the weather, it's not too cold, but it's like crisp air. It feels very fresh. And I love seeing the leaves change. I, I live for the foliage. Yeah, fall's the right answer. I mean, I think, to, to me, <laughs> I think so. I mean, spring is a little bit too wet and kind of yeah. like it's the beginning of a science project that's not quite totally ready. And then you get into exactly. summer and it's like so hot sometimes and so crowded because of the tourists. Then you get to fall and it's like the weather's perfect. Football's happening if you like football. And even if you don't, everybody's talking about it. there's something going on, the leaves, the sweaters. It's uh, yeah. without question the best. You can have a nice hot cup of, you know, whatever beverage you like outside and it's right. You can actually Warm have it. cider, but you can be in a t-shirt still feeling the sun, but not too worried about getting burnt. Like all that. All yeah. that. All that. What was the very first musical concert that you attended? The Beach Boys at the Cape Cod Melody Tent. Get out of here. Was that when Kokomo was dad. out? Yes. John Stamos was there too. <laughs> um, he was the drummer, right? Yes. Oh it was my I was God. eleven years old and my dad was we my uh grandpa had a house on the Cape and it was right near the Cape Cod Melody Tent in Hyannis. So he 
the concert started and we could hear it from our house. And then my dad was like, let's just see if we can get in. And somehow he snuck us in. Amazing. We, yeah. I was it was the, great. It was a great concert. I mean, they had a lot of good songs. I mean, Brian Wilson, I know he doesn't play with them anymore, but he was probably one of the best, you know, writers of pop music ever. And I always thought it was so interesting when, when John Stamos agreed to drum. My first thought was, how does John Stamos know how to drum? And then it's like, how does he know all the Beach Boys songs and why would he ever do that? But turns out I heard him on an interview and he was a huge fan uh, of all of them. And they just, I think he went on tour with them for two or three summers. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I remember I was, I was a big Full House fan and they guest starred a couple of times on that. And I think he played the drums with them on a few episodes. So it must have been a thing that happened and then they kept going with it. Interesting. Have you seen Fuller House? I actually haven't. I think yeah. I watched a bit of one episode and I, I couldn't handle it. It was too <laughs> easy for me. I couldn't handle it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I heard it was really popular. It was one of Netflix's biggest shows. Yeah. No, people will watch anything. Um, the, yeah. MB, the MBTA is a mm-hmm. beacon of operational excellence, and that's clear uh, by how they handle all of the lines uh, running in and around <laughs> the great city of Boston. Of course, I'm, I'm kidding. But from your perspective, <laughs> uh, what is the best of all the subway lines? What is the best line? Like when you have to take the subway and you take this line, you're like, okay, well, at least it's the blank line. I think red, that's controversial to say because it's been breaking down a lot, but right. For a while, when I was taking the train a lot, red was the most reliable. But I think every time I've been on the blue line, then smooth sailing. Hmm. But I don't have to take the blue line that often. So I don't know. Right. I would say it's a toss-up between red and blue. Interesting. Even I, though I know most people think red is the worst. Yeah, I was going to say that's what I normally get for an answer is red's the worst, green's the best. I really can't comment because I, I, mean, it's, I think it's been 10 years since I no, I, I take that back. I've been on the red line once to go from Boston over to Cambridge, and that was fine. I, my experience with the green has never been good. Like, it's so squeaky, it's slow, but I don't take the green a ton. I think I take the red the most, and the majority of time it runs fine. Yep. So I'm like, this is good enough for me. But Reddit, like, I don't really have to take the other lines that much. It's normally just red for me because I, where I've lived, um, and I'm normally only really taking it to go to the north end. Sure. I take red to orange or I just walk, but I try to, if the weather's nice, I try to walk as much as I can because Boston's such a walking city, which is nice. It's so great. And every time I'm down in Boston, I get jealous of not, I live like an hour north of Boston and I'm like, God, it'd be so great to live around this so you can jump on a bus or a subway or to your point walk and be around mm-hmm. all of this like there's just it's just the best it really is a great city yeah um super jealous. have you ever lived in the city never no i never no love it been there I, I used to work i used to commute from south berwick maine to boston every day for two years and that was a nightmare wow. yeah um but uh, i've never lived there uh, I've got some friends that have lived there, still live there, uh, so I can kind of pretend like I'm living there once in a while. But it's just such a cool, cool city. 
It's awesome. Yeah, I agree. So speaking of being an awesome city, where's the best place in the city to get a cup of coffee? So you're asking the wrong girl. You don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. That's fair. So the answer is no place. No place. (laughs) That is not a problem. So what are your thoughts on, um, so we're coming up to Halloween, a couple weeks and it'll be here, right? And Mm -hmm. Halloween is, you know, it's really an excuse for candy companies to sell sugar, bars to sell booze, (laughs) and, you know, kids love it. But what are your thoughts specifically on Halloween being celebrated by adults? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an excuse to dress up different, look cute, take pictures, get drunk. Okay. <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it's, you know, as long as you're doing it, you're not bothering anyone or hurting anyone. I don't see any harm in it. Yeah. I think it's nice. I mean, you know, I love to act. I love to be different people. So I think it's good to encourage everybody to just explore a different side of themselves. I think it's a fun thing. For yeah, sure. I agree. And you probably know this, but for those in the studio audience or listening at home that don't blue man group was actually, uh, there were three people that were invited to a costume party. They didn't have costumes, but they had bald caps and blue, uh, makeup. And they basically, Last minute, put it all on, went to the party and didn't talk and just kind of looked and observed everything. And it was such a hit at the party that it became the Bloomberg Group, which I think is the coolest, like, origin story of the show. so wild. I had no idea. Yeah. I actually have, there's a guy who used to do uh, classes at Improv Asylum who was a Bloomberg Group performer. And I I don't know if he even knows that. (laughs) I think That's it was, crazy. yeah, and I think it was Chicago, but I'm, it might be New York. I forget exactly where it started, but um, that Yeah, because is... it's national, right? They have it in every city or most cities. Yeah, no, and it's internet. They've got it in Japan, I think in Europe. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, they're all over the place. I actually grew up with a guy who is, I think he's in the Las Vegas show right now, um, but he was over in Japan for a while. Um yeah, it's a really it's it's a great concept, you know, music and movement. You can say a lot without saying anything. Um, right. You know, yeah, it's really cool. All right, so yeah. you are going to now rank the cultural significance of the following TV shows. I'm okay. going to name I'm going to name four What's TV the shows. Scale? Uh, so the the scale is Sam scale. You're going to rank them one to four. Okay, it's really simple. Oh, okay, like which is the most significant to the least. That's right. Yeah. So four would be okay. least. Number one is the most. So the four okay. shows are Breaking Bad, Game okay. of Thrones, Gilmore Girls, and The Sopranos. Oh, goodness. It depends on the market you're talking about. <laughs> well, remember, I like- this is this is your scale. So you can, okay. right? This is up to you. You can't, there's, there's no wrong answer. Okay. So it's Breaking Bad, The Sopranos. What was the second one you said? Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. And Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. You got it. I mean, the, embarrassingly enough, the only one I've seen is Gilmore Girls. Okay. <laughs> well, there's the answer. Don't forget, <laughs> Fall is my favorite season. <laughs> okay. I, 
I, I, I swear I have good taste in shows. Of course, I'm coming across as the most basic white girl. <laughs> girls is my favorite show, Gilmore Girls. No, but I love Gilmore Girls. That It's such a comfort show to me. Yep. I've been told I need to watch The Sopranos. It's one of those that I know that I'm going to love. And I, I know myself too. And I, if I love a show, I can't stop binge watching it. Yep. So to keep myself productive, I haven't started. But I would say Sopranos would be next. Yeah. And then Breaking Bad, because again, I've also been told I really need to watch that. Um, and then Game of Thrones, which Game of Thrones is just, you know, again, controversial. It, it hasn't clicked with me. I haven't. Yeah. I never got pulled into that. Um, mania even though i know it's good and i know it's high budget and quality and everything but i think that would be forced for me yeah no and so it's interesting because i've seen all the other three but i've never seen gilmore girls but i've heard a lot of good things about <laughs> it. but i think you've got yin the, and yang. The, the, the yin and yang i think you've got the order right though because in retrospect when i think of the other three shows like i would never go back and watch game of thrones again like in fact the last three seasons I almost felt just obligated to know how it was going to end. I didn't really, right? You know what I mean? Like the first couple of seasons yeah. were really well done. It's like you, you've been committed this far. Yeah, got to close it out. Got to close it out. Um, Breaking Bad was was very good um, and a, an amazing story. But I think that the Sopranos of those four, uh, to me, well, again, I haven't, you know, no, no offense to the Gilmore Girls, never seen it, but Sopranos <laughs> was just incredible and i i've watched the entire series i think twice now um the first four seasons are way better than the last three but still the last three are incredible yeah. so worth worth i've heard minute. nothing but good things about it and it seems from what i've heard it seems like my kind of show like yeah. it has the whole therapy component and then like still some action and intrigue it sounds like something that could easily become one of my top favorite shows Yes, absolutely true. Um, one more improv question for you. So you've been on uh, a number of different improv teams over the years. And mm-hmm. one thing that I always think about is, so if you were to say, okay, I want, you know, I want to create the best baseball, basketball, football team, soccer team, whatever sport, um, mm-hmm. you could go out there and you could say, okay, well, let's just get the best Let's get the best players, put them on the same team. And in theory, you'd have the best X team, whatever it is, right? But I, I feel like with improv, it's different. Like, I don't think, I think that improv, and I wanted to get your perspective on this, it almost seems like the chemistry with the people that are on the team is more important than the, obviously skill is important, but if you went out and got the quote-unquote best improvers and just put, like, magically put them on a team one night, it might not be nearly as good as is a, a collective of different skill levels that have worked together for a long period of time. And I wanted to see if that was completely off or if there's any truth to that. Oh, I think there's truth to that. Yeah. I think chemistry is way more important than skill level <laughs> or, you know, like it gets to a point where everybody has, essentially the same technical skill level and everyone has the same knowledge and it it really does depend on personality and you know if you're collaborative and supportive and gonna that's my belief at least you know you're gonna pimp out or build up your other castmates 
Sure. You know, like, and audiences can tell when groups are having fun and when they're not, you know, you can, it's things you can feel. And if there's somebody who has maybe a bigger ego and wants to stand out more than other people, mm. it's just not going to be fun to watch or to perform in for sure. So I think chemistry is really important. Yep. That makes sense. Um, okay. We are down to our last two questions. Um, and they're both layups. So does okay. a stitch in time always save nine? Does a stitch in time always save nine? Is that an expression? <laughs> yes. And it's funny because the, um, you're the second person now, I think in a row. Uh, I've asked the question a number of times. It's an old <laughs> New England expression. And the idea of it is, let's say you have a sweater and it's missing one stitch, right? And you can see that it's starting to unravel just a little bit. Well, if you fix that stitch right away, then your sweater's back to brand new. But if you wait, then all of a sudden that one stitch becomes a lot more, and then you've got a lot more work to do. You might actually have to do nine stitches to fix that sweater. Ah, so the whole I idea see. is a stitch in time saves nine. But clearly... It was something that I must have heard my grandmother say a lot or something because <laughs> there's a lot of people that are, you know, younger than me that don't know what the heck I'm talking about. So um, there you go. It, it's, uh, but, I love but it, now, though. I, I'm going to incorporate that into my book, my speech. <laughs> there you go. Now that you know I think, the concept. I would say, I, I would say yes, for sure. Yeah. Right. I can that's like procrastinators 101 you know like it's a tough lesson to learn but you gotta you gotta act in the moment in order to help your future self that's I it. think in so many ways that's true that is 100 percent true okay last question let's say there's somebody in our audience right now listening at home and they're thinking to themselves oh man i would love to take an improv class i would love to go to an improv show at IA. I'd like to learn more about Sam Cardi. What are some, <laughs> where are some places that people can do all of those things? Where can they find out how to take a class? If you have a handle you want to plug, what about IA? Let's tell people where to find everything. Yeah. So go on your computer or your phone and type in www.improvasylum.com. And you can navigate the website, check out shows. I would a hundred percent say check them out. It's super fun. Don't be intimidated by the whole funniest show you'll ever be a part of plug. We we always try to make audiences as good as possible as good as possible. So um don't be scared. We're there to help you. Everyone wants to have a good time. And uh, and definitely check out classes. I'm a firm believer everyone can do improv and it's it's just untraining, you know, some muscles of overthinking and over planning what you're going to say and yeah. just letting yourself be in the moment. And it's something you can definitely learn. And it's so fun. I mean, you can attest to this, Ethan, you meet so many new friends that you never would have met otherwise. Yes. So many different walks of life in those classes, it's different ages, different fields that they work in, different ethnicities, different, just from different places and it's just people you be, you develop this bond with people that 
you just can't replicate anywhere else and you probably wouldn't have developed anywhere else either. It's just like some of the best friendships you'll ever have in this and just a lot of fond experiences. And it's fun. It's a good way to let loose and it's it's sanctioned adult play. You're you know, it's a societally approved way to play make believe as an adult. So that's my best plug for it, I would say. Yeah. Um and then plugging for myself, you can check me out on social media. I'm on Instagram. My handle's at Sama underscore Cardi. So it's S-A-M-M-A and underscore C-A-R-T-Y, like party, but with a C. And then my TikTok. What is my TikTok? I like recently got on TikTok. My TikTok is also at Sama Cardi. Um, and my name's Sam Cardi B on it. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Check it out. Perfect. Yes. And I can attest to, first of all, the, the space you guys have that used to be an American Eagle Outfitters, I think retail store. Mm-hmm. It's right in yeah. Faneuil Hall. It's a beautiful space. I mean, it's perfect for this. Everybody there is so nice. It's easy to get to. And I think the thing that's so cool about it is that unlike a workplace or unlike a team that you might be on or anything. It's like everybody there is just stripped of all pretense. And like you said, Mm -hmm. you just go in and have a good time. And it is such a great combination of backgrounds, ages, personality types, interests, everything. And that one common thread, and it sounds corny. I know someone's going to listen to this Mm -hmm. and say it sounds corny, but it's absolutely true you, you, you bring all that together and something interesting happens um, and, and you really do make friends that you would not have made otherwise. Really good people. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Um, I wish you could see the audience here because they're on their feet. They are, they're doing handstands. The entire audience is now wow. doing handstands in your honor. And um, you've been a great guest. I really appreciate you taking the time to answer my stupid questions. And I hope you have no, a great I night. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Thanks, Sam. All right. Thanks, Ethan. Bye.